Welcome to the Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by predictive content analytics software, Inbound Writer, and online proofing and collaboration platform, ProofHQ. Now, here are your hosts from Oracle Marketing Cloud, Chris Moody, and from Sysimos, Amber Nasland. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Content Pros. Really excited today. We're joined by Pet Relocation. I am so excited to have them here because anybody who knows me knows that I'm a pet junkie. So we've got Rachel Truer and we've got Caitlin Moore. Rachel is the chief of staff over at PetRelocation.com. And Caitlin Moore is the content marketing manager over at PetRelocation.com. So ladies, thank you so much for joining us. We are thrilled to have you here. Thank you for having us. No problem. Tell me a little bit about, um, I want to give you a chance to tell everybody what Pet Relocation is all about because, again, animal nerd that I am, I, I understand this this problem, but um, I'd love for people to know a little bit about what you do and then we can start talking a little bit about the role content has in your world. Sure. Well, um, Pet Relocation is a door-to-door pet moving service, so we are ba- based in Austin, Texas, uh, but we provide services for pets that are moving all over the world. So if someone's trying to get their golden retriever from San Francisco to Shanghai, China, we work with our network of uh, partners all over the world to pick up the pet in San Francisco. We take care of all the paperwork before the pet leaves, and then we arrange a pet-safe, pet-friendly flight for the pet from San Francisco to China and clear the pet through customs and get him delivered to his new home. That's awesome. And one question I have just to get started, I think kittens have been fabled as one of the best things ever to use in a presentation. So pretty much everyone has a cat slide or zombie slide or something like that. But you guys actually create real content about cats, dogs and other types of pets. So how are you playing on the emotional appeal of pets and how much people love their pet to create content that's useful for your audience? Well, we um, we identified early on that, you know, pet pet as, as fun as pets sound, um, moving them can be very stressful. And so, you know, just showing cute pictures of, of cats and dogs was not going to work for us. We really had to kind of get beneath the surface of what our potential customers' questions and needs might be to ensure that they were getting the answers they were looking for. And one of the ways that we've really been able to do that is to try to identify using user-generated content what questions they do have. So we kind of put it out there saying, you know, you can ask us any pet moving or pet travel question and whether or not you're actually working working with us, we'll make sure you get a really good answer from somebody who knows what they're doing, and you're not going to have to pay us anything. We'll give you the free information right up front. And the way that we've found that's been successful for us is it not only helps people feel like we're a trustworthy authority, but also helps us drive organic search traffic to our website by people that are Googling the same type of question that might have the same need. That's fantastic. So the tenant there, of course, is one that we talk about here on Content Pros often, which is to be helpful and useful in your content. Um, one of my favorite parts in perusing all of the content you guys have out there is you guys have a massively cool Pinterest page with all kinds of really cool different Pinterest boards. And some of those seem dedicated to answering some of those questions. So tell me a little bit about how you use Pinterest and why it's become such a successful tool for you. Well, Pinterest is obviously very popular. It's really easy, you know, to just get lost in it and clicking through photos. And but we definitely do try to put some valuable information there too. Um, every, if you've seen our blog, you'll see that we have a lot of real pet travel stories. So a lot of times I'll just take one of those photos and put it on Pinterest. We have a dedicated board 
to globe-trotting pets, pets who have actually moved. And, you know, if someone's on Pinterest and they want to go ahead and click through, they can end up on our blog and read more about the story. So not only is it fun, it's educational too. I love the fact that you guys have a strong dependency on user-generated content. I think that statistically we've seen that works very well. I'm just curious, how do you go about collecting those stories and encouraging people to share their story to share with other customers? Well, we actually do have a form on our website where at the end of a move, our client care specialists, who they have built up a good relationship at this point with the client, they can just ask them if they'll fill out the form, and many people do. They're really excited at the end of a move once everything is has turned out well, and you know they're happy, they're reunited, and we actually call them incredible experiences. And we just ask them to, to share their story, and many people do that, so it's really great. I love the fact that you're relying a lot on your customers and community to help you drive that content. But talk to me a little bit internally about the structure of your team and how that works. How do you coordinate all of this production um, and your content process from the inside out? Do you have a framework you can share with us? We're a small team, so um, it's basically Caitlin uh, leading, the, leading the charge on most of this. Um, we really rely on our, our sales employees as well as our client care employees to kind of bridge the gap between marketing and our customers. So um, one of the things that, that we try to do is, is really incentivize our teams to reach out to their customers. We have contests sometimes. Um, and, and the other thing about it is, is you know, we're typically working with our customers for anywhere from three to six months and sometimes even up to a year. Um, so it's almost like, you know, imagine, you know, planning a wedding or something like that and working with a wedding planner, getting ready for the big day. That's a lot like what our customer care employees are doing. And so by the time the pet has actually moved, um, they formed a really strong bond with their customer and they they feel very comfortable reaching out to them and, and saying, you know, here's our here's our um, content form. Would you be willing to leave a story about your experience? Um, one of the things that's been really great about working with Oracle is that we have uh, a really simplified way to kind of manage all of that content that's coming in. So uh, Caitlin's able to go in after the customer submitted their story, review it, make sure everything's, you know, looking good and, and that, you know, there's if there's any questions or anything that needs to be clarified with the customer, she can reach out to them and then and get it up on our blog. So um, from there, she's able to kind of push it out through social, and email marketing uh, to make sure that, you know, we expand the reach of that story. And, and if we didn't have a really strong um, technology behind our efforts, it would, it would be very challenging to do all of the marketing that we've been doing with such a small team. I love that. I, I, well, one, I love that you guys are a customer of Oracle Content Marketing. And that always makes me smile, which you can't see on the podcast. But I, I love the use of technology, too, because one common problem we hear about is lack of resources, lack of people. And I think universally, most content teams are fairly small, unless you're at a company where you know they're producing 10 to 20 posts per day. They usually have a larger staff and lots of freelancers. So, I mean, how else is technology empowering a, a very small team to be successful with content? Because I know that it's a, a very essential part of your business. And looking at your blog, you guys have amazing content. You're really pulling out those stories. And while technology will definitely assist in that, I'm just curious how it's impacting your team and kind of growing the amount of work you guys can do. Well, one of the things that, you know, we've had uh, almost a challenge with is because of our inbound marketing success, it's we get a lot of leads each month that, that um, 
make it very hard for our small sales team to actually qualify and reach out to. Um, so one of the things that we've been using um, our content for is basically customization in, in marketing automation. So when we have a customer that's moving with, you know, a pod to Singapore, we have a marketing automation, a lead nurturing strategy that we have in place for nurturing that lead. And we realized that, you know, not, not all moves are created equal. If someone's moving a pug to Singapore, it's very different than someone's moving a cat to, you know, London or somewhere like that. So we want to make sure that they're getting really specific content and information. And the way that we've been able to do that is by categorizing our content in the Oracle Content Marketing Platform to basically drive our marketing automation so that if someone's moving to Singapore, they're going to automatically get a Singapore customer story. And the reason that we set it up that way is we started running some analysis on our content and, and kind of the ROI on it. And we started to realize that if if a customer or a prospective customer could see a customer story um, that was similar to theirs, somewhere between uh, having submitted a lead and becoming a customer, they were 150% uh, more likely to actually become a customer. Um, so it would actually boost our conversion rate quite considerably to actually show them those customer experiences. But going to our sales team and saying, hey, can you send out this link every time you get a customer going to Singapore just wasn't an option. And so we really had to look at how can we how can we automate this? How can we make sure these stories are getting in front of our leads? Needs during the nurturing process and, and without being able to kind of categorize and tag our content the way that we needed to be able to do it, you know, we wouldn't be able to put that strategy into place. It makes me so happy when people talk data and measurement. I could I could geek out on this, but it's going to give me an opportunity to plug one of the great sponsors that makes Content Pros happen. That's Proof HQ, because one of the trickiest parts of content creation, obviously, is all of this coordination, approvals, and edits. Different people are always weighing in with their feedback to make the logo bigger or change the photo, but you can kill all that drama by using Proof HQ, which is a slick web-based system that allows everyone on your team to instantly collaborate on content execution. So you can work together seamlessly on blog posts, eBooks, slide shares, whatever, and you'll be more productive and more creative when you use Proof HQ. Check it out over at bit.ly slash Proof HQ. Ladies, talk to me a little bit more about the measurement thing. How do you know that all of the effort that you're putting into coordinating this, funneling the content into the right places, um, doing all the user-generated content production, tell me some of the metrics you track to, um, to report back to your bosses and to the company as a whole that, hey, content is really something we should be investing in. Sure. Well, we're looking at the whole funnel. So the first thing we, we kind of started with was how do we drive more leads? I mean, that's what everybody's after. And, and for us, this was several years ago. Um, we wanted to drive more leads so that we could reduce our dependency on pay-per-click. Um, and we wanted to do that through organic search. And the way that we, we really found that to be successful was our Ask the Experts um, portal that we created. So using Oracle Marketing Cloud, we basically set up a form that anyone could come to, like I mentioned, and submit a question. And that had a, you know, an exponential impact on the content, the amount of content we were able to create because we were no longer having to kind of come up with ideas about what to write about. Uh, we were basically getting, you know, assignments from our prospective customers. Um, and then we also saw that, you know, other people were being driven to those pages. One of our most successful blog posts was something about a, a certain form that's required to get out of the United States with a pet. And so it's a very specific form. It's very cut and dry. But a lot of people have challenges with figuring out how to fill it out, um, where to send it, what to do, when to, when to actually have the form done. So we wrote a blog post basically, you know, pulling back the curtain on that process. And 
um, a lot of people worry about, you know, giving away kind of industry secrets um, and giving away too much information. But something that we've seen is that just because we're giving away all the information of how to do that doesn't mean that someone's not going to still want to hire us to do it because once they actually start working on it, they realize how challenging it is and they start to see the value in our services and, and us helping them through that process. So um, as, as we started writing these, these blogs and answering people's very specific questions, that started to drive quite a bit of organic search traffic to us. So we now have, you know, over 300 uh, keywords in the top three on Google, and then in, we're in the top 10 for over 800 keywords. And these are very specific long tail keywords that we're targeting to drive down the funnel more qualified leads because one of the challenges we had with pay-per-click was we could only really advertise on kind of the traditional generic keywords in our industry. Um, and we wanted to kind of get beyond that. We wanted to say, you know, we don't just want someone that's looking about for information about pet travel. We want someone that's moving their golden retriever to China. Um, so being able to drive more of that type of uh, traffic to our website was really important to us. And then from there, you know, once we do get the lead, how do we make sure that it's a qualified lead? How do we kind of narrow the funnel down a little bit more? And that's when we started um, driving a lot of the, the marketing animation and showing our customers um, other customer experiences. And one of the neat things about that is that it's not just about, you know, kind of further qualifying somebody or, you know, showing them how great we are. The, the reason why our customers like going and leaving their experiences is because oftentimes they saw one when they were thinking about moving their pet with us. And the, the content that they're reading is real. And it's, it's someone's real experience, not just about their experience with pet relocation, but just their overall experience with moving their pet. And they talk a lot about, you know, their, their fears ahead of time. They talk a lot about, you know, how their pet's adjusting in their new home. And, you know, it's not just, we don't make it all about, it's not the pet relocation show. It's about the whole customer journey and the incredible experiences that they had, something that's, was, that was surprising to them about moving their pet. And so our customers really do want to help the next person that might be moving to Singapore with their dog so that they can also feel comfortable in making that decision. So it's a very organic um, kind of process, but it, but it also helps us obviously increase our, our bottom line uh, sales. And those, those two kind of factors, the, the driving leads and then from there, you know, increasing our, our opportunity conversion rate, those two things are the, the things that we really obsess over. If I could give you a standing ovation right now, I would. I, I'm sitting here listening to your answer, and I'm so impressed because I think a lot of people struggle to put a strategy around content and really measure it and talk about how it's working. And, and just in that reply, I mean, we could spend hours talking about that and create content about that, which I, I would probably like to do with you guys. We should do something to talk about that more because, I mean, those are all best-in-class examples that you gave. And, and one that resonated with me is something Jay Bear has talked about recently, and it's how there's no such thing as secret sauce. And even McDonald's has a video of how to make the Big Mac, and it shows you how to make the secret sauce. And it's the exact concept that you said. It's about building trust and showing people, here's what makes us different, but Here's how we do it, because it's not easy to copy. And to that point, Amber and I both represent awesome marketing solutions. And while you definitely don't want to make a, a wrong decision with your marketing software or marketing solutions, it's not the same as your pet. So there's a, a different amount of fear and connection to a pet versus your marketing automation solution or your content marketing software. So how are you guys helping to alleviate the fear of such a huge decision? What people do with their pet? How are you using content to help there? Well, like Rachel was saying, you know, people do start out in a 
pretty anxious spot. They don't know anything about pet travel. You can be a really smart person, um, but you will know nothing about pet travel unless you've ever done it before. So that's where reading those customer stories are so important and so vital because, you know, we can we can tell them what we know about it, but they're still going to want to hear from another pet traveler who's gone through the process. So especially, you know, once it's at the end of the process and they've said, like, they started out scared, they went through the whole thing, they ended up in Hong Kong, and now they're, you know, exploring the city with their dog and they're happy and they're reunited and they have pictures. And, you know, we don't hide the fact that it is a scary process. We don't hide the fact that, you know, a lot of people are nervous even until the very end when it's all said and done. But for us to be honest about it and for people to read those stories and see that we're, we're sharing so many of them, it's really important. I'd like to take us in the Wayback Machine for just a second because I know a lot of our listeners are listening to Content Pros because they're trying to get a handle on their own content strategy. And that means that there's plenty of them who haven't really dipped their toe in the water of content yet. And so they look at somebody like pet relocation and you're already talking about opportunity conversions through content and they're going, I just need to know where to start. So if you're talking to somebody who's overwhelmed and looking at your very sophisticated content system, but maybe you were giving them a few words of advice about where to begin, where would you start? Well, you know, having, having started at one point <laughs> myself, um, I would say start with the, the, the content that's taking you a lot of time to create right now. So we all cre create content in one fashion or another, whether it's on the phone or sending emails to potential customers, um, you know, creating manuals for employees, whatever you're currently doing to create content and clarity around your product or service, look at what maybe you could do with that to, to potentially drive customers. Um, that was, that was really one thing I started off in sales here at pet relocation and, I was basically answering the same questions over and over and over again, and, and I didn't mind doing it, but I realized that, you know, there had to be a better way and that, you know, by, by putting my answers out beyond just the one person I was talking to, it would really amplify my answers and it would help people feel, you know, more trusting in me as, as a potential salesperson. Um, and so that was really kind of the genesis of our, our blog as it, as it started back in 2006. And so I took questions from my emails and I would say, you know, I, I keep getting this one question about, you know, what type of travel crate, or I keep getting a question about a mic what type of microchip for the pet. Um, so I would take those questions and I would just, you know, write a really, you know, kind of engaging, catchy um, answer to it. And I would link to other resources. Um, and I was already doing that in the sales process for my customers anyway. So it was really just about amplifying that, that message. Um, another thing that I think it really helps to think about is I call it the marketing iceberg. And I talk about, you know, the idea that with an iceberg, you can see the top and, and people always talk about, you know, oh, well, you should find the, the buyers, um, you know, their, their budget and their needs and, and their wants. But if you really look, beneath the surface, the bulk of what they're they're worried about is, is something they're not even talking to you about. So um, people didn't want to ask me, you know, is it safe? They would they would ask me a lot of questions, but they never would just come out and say, well, is it safe? Um, because they weren't comfortable having that conversation with me. And so getting beneath the iceberg of, of, of your marketing strategy is really important if you want to tap into that that emotional need. And whether you're buying, you know, marketing software or you're moving your pet, you know, the emotion might not be the same, but 
having bought marketing software, there is emotion involved in, in making that decision. And um, on a B2B level, you do have to think about, you know, how am I going to escalate this to the ultimate decision makers? And, and how am I going to make an argument for this? Or how do I position this and make it look you know, nice for the person that's really visual in my company that needs to see that. So there's there are emotions that that buyers have regardless of what you're you're buying. And trying to to, to determine what questions aren't being asked that you could potentially be answering and tapping into is is also a really good place to start driving content. Love it. And your iceberg analogy is a perfect opportunity for us to introduce another sponsor that makes content pros happen, and that's Inbound Writer. Inbound Writer is trying to help you eliminate uncertainty and figure out what blog posts and articles will drive the most traffic to your website. Wouldn't it be great to know how good or bad your content will perform before you write it? Inbound Writer does that. Inbound Writer forecasts how your content will perform based on real-time analysis of your site, your competition, and search engine behaviors. It tells you which topics will work, which won't, and why, removing the guesswork from content creation, increasing traffic, and decreasing wasted time. Visit inboundwriter.com to learn more. So one thing you hit on that I love, again, I was clapping, head nodding, all the things above, but talking to sales. So you are actually in sales, Rachel, and that's a big part of your experience that you described. But what can marketers learn from sales and how should they best work with sales in their content creation? Well, that's always a challenge. Um, you know, I think marketers sometimes try to try to avoid sales just so they don't get asked, you know, how many more leads am I going to get this month? Um, so I, I sympathize with uh, having been on both sides of the equation, the challenge there. Um, you know, talking to sales, that's one that's one thing that's, you know, obviously very important. When I was in sales, it was easy for me to come up with a lot of these questions. But if you're not in sales, then you really do need to go to your sales team and say, What's something that's slowing you down? And you know, whether it's at the at the um, early stages or when you're trying to get a contract signed, um, what's what's a question or a you know an objection that you're getting a lot that's slowing you down that you find yourself explaining quite a bit? So, going to sales and asking that question is very important. The other thing you can do is is try to tap into some of your salespeople who might be interested in in content marketing. Um, salespeople are great communicators. You know, they, they oftentimes are people that, that think very strategically and they might be interested in helping. So one of the things you can do with, with Oracle content marketing is set up other user accounts and, and authors who can contribute to your, to your content. And we've actually had a, a few of our salespeople um, write a few different blog posts, you know, not just about our product and, and our service, but about their experience as an employee of pet relocation. So um, one of our salespeople, when she first started, you know, I, I went to her and said, hey, you know, I've, I've seen your emails, you know, they're pretty strong. Would you be interested in maybe writing a blog post about your first week here? And so she wrote kind of a friendly chatty, you know, topic about, you know, her experience as a, as a new employee at her company. Um, and, and for us, you know, even though that's not necessarily about pet moving or pet travel, it's something that someone reading it can relate to. This is a real company. We have real people there. They love pet pets. You know, most of our employees have their own pets they're obsessed with. So, um, she wrote this blog post and now she's been here for, you know, I think four or five years. And she just recently wrote another post kind of updating everyone on, on her experience as a salesperson here. So, um, you know, trying to get your your perspective, your your ex existing salespeople, but also when you're interviewing potential salespeople, trying to look for you know that motivation in them if they do have an interest in in writing or content marketing, um, kind of getting them early on and saying, hey, you know, we've got this this um, this blog and we'd love for you to contribute to it. Yeah, I would add to that the um, our sales 
team, those are our true experts here, and I actually do rely on them quite a bit when I have questions. You know, I want to make sure everything on the blog is correct, and things change quite a bit in this industry. So sometimes, you know, I just ask our China expert, you know, what's going on with China right now? Like, what what should I say about it? And you know, they're always happy to help, and I know that that's going to be the place where you know I'm going to get the information that I want to pass on to our clients. That's so awesome. I, just, I actually just tweet, cheated and tweeted while we were talking, and I said I love it when I'm taking notes um, here on the podcast. You guys have had so much great information. I hope everybody listening is scribbling frantically in your notebooks, and then you go back and listen over and over again because there's so much really great stuff in everything you just talked about. So, ladies, we always like to wrap up the show by asking a fun question, and that is what you wanted to be when you grow up. So, when you grew up, so Caitlin, let's start with you. Well, I was an animal lover as a kid, and I did definitely want to be a veterinarian. I had that stage in my life, so maybe it's a little bit of a cliche, but it's true. I think that's great, and you ended up in the animal industry kind of anyway, mm -hmm. so that's kind of cool. Um, Rachel? Okay, well, it's complicated. I love to write, so I wanted to be a journalist, um, but I also loved riding horses, and so I wanted to be a professional horseback rider. That's awesome. Amber, uh, Amber's big on horses. Amber actually has her own horse, so you guys should connect after. But thank you very, very much for your time today, Rachel and Caitlin. This is one of my favorite episodes. I learned so much. I was taking notes just like Amber. Can't wait to release this to the public, and we really appreciate you guys. So thanks, everyone, for joining Content Pros. It's been another episode with Chris Moody. I'm from Oracle Marketing Cloud, and my co-host Amber Naslin from Sysimos. If you guys could check us out at contentprospodcast.com, you can subscribe on iTunes, you can find us on Stitcher, pretty much anywhere there's podcasts, you can find Content Pros. Thank you all for joining, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Oracle Marketing Cloud, Sysimos, Proof HQ, and Inbound Rider, and is produced by Convince and Convert. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts.